0: Some I don't know It takes a little more than what you show And yesterday Yeah, yesterday Welcome to Bobby Finn Knows Everyone, a Pull Tab Sports production. I am Bobby Finn, born and bred on the St. Paul's East Side. where it's all about looking out for each other, blue-collar hard work, and telling like it is, no BS. Sometimes your reputation got you in a, got you in a little trouble, other times it helped you out. As usual today, with me, Tom Lord. How are you? Doing pretty good. My
1: reputation has not gotten me in any, any trouble today, so I'm feeling like I'm not quite an eastider, but yeah. I never really was anyway. So you did
0: go to St. Pascal's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's right, back in the day. But hey, you know, speaking of St. Paul, we yes. have a very cool special guest today. You know, Bobby Finn knows everyone, so of course I know our guest, St. Saint Paul Saints executive vice president and co-owner Tom Whaley. How are you,
2: time? I'm, you know, I'm flying high today. It's been a good one.
0: Been a good one, yeah. Absolutely. Nice. So can we we can't even call you a coroner anymore, right? No, I'm done. You're done. You sold. I'm out.
2: I'm out. Sold out. Yeah. Flip states evidence. I'm gone.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. so I didn't know
2: the
1: Saints were even going up for sale. So it's like, yeah, it was under pretty quiet.
2: Yeah. yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. It was pretty quiet. Um, it was. A, it was a hard decision for everybody to to sell because everybody was just absolutely in love with the club, but you know, 30 years is 30 years, 30 and, years, you know, it's remarkable. Nothing lasts forever. It's time to go. Yeah. Right. So let somebody else see what they can, can do with it.
0: Yeah. So. That's it's unbelievable what you did in the 30 years, right. From where, when you first looked at Midway, I mean, I played at Midway growing up. Right. Cause high yeah. school, that's where we yeah. all our content. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, that's, that's an old stadium.
2: It's well, and, 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 th- and, that's the thing too. You know, I was, I was telling Mike Vec, um, we did a, a event, a few weeks ago at the ballpark kind of recognizing the four founders. And I just said to Mike, I'm like, this thing was a joke in the sports pages in 1992. And I said, now, you know, and it's not, I'm not saying it to pat anybody on the back, but I said it's arguably the most popular minor league baseball. It's at the pinnacle of its industry. And it went in 30 years, it went from a a joke in the sports pages. It was going to be out of business by the 4th of July to, you know, (laughs) <laughs> a major league team wanted to have us as their affiliate. I'm like, that's, that's
0: ridiculous. Incredible.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm impressed. I mean, 30 years is a long, is a long go. And there's a new documentary out right now, uh, about the saints and, and, and Mike Vec And, uh, what did you, did you, have you watched it? What, what I have. Your and, yeah. I went and, to the,
2: pre- he, Mike invited me to the premiere. It was in New York in in June and went out there and, uh, didn't quite know what to expect, but, uh, the the guys that he partnered with, um, Morgan Neville, one of the directors we've known for a long, long time, and Morgan's one of the coolest drinks of water you'll ever meet, and he just he crushed it when I walked out of there. It was it just it takes you. It's hilarious. It's sad. It it takes you through so many emotions. And I've had so many people, you know, call me and text me about it that you because know, they know my association with the Saints. Just people I haven't talked to in years that saw the thing. So it's, I I think it's going, you know, as it goes here, I think it's going to resonate with, with folks. It's a really, it's a really intriguing story. Yeah. And
1: it's a lot about Mike and, and his relationship with his dad and his relationship with his family. And Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's really interesting and I can see how they took that track. He, you didn't get any screen time. I was kind of disappointed. No, I like, didn't. You're, a guy, you're the guy <laughs> no. that has, and you're, and I know you, um, and I've know people who know you, and I know that you're a very humble person. <laughs> but from what I understand, you are. Quite uh, an influence on that team, and the guy behind the guy that doesn't get a lot of recognition. Maybe that's how you like it.
2: I do. I'm, maybe that's I'm, how you I'm, like I'm, it. I'm a drummer, man. I, I sit in the back and hope nobody sees me, but I like to, you know, knock things around and and do <laughs> dumb stuff. So that's pretty much me. I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't need to be. I don't need to be under the. You can
1: see how they know. take that track, right? They like those personal stories, and they're trying to like drive it in a certain. You know, you got they have the story arc, and they have a lot of great um, stories in there. But from what I understand, you're you were uh, as as responsible as anybody for a lot of the promotions, a lot of the history, a lot of the stories, a
2: lot of the successes. We we had a chat. You know, I was watching the the movie and and I never thought about this. Jeff Daniels did the narration on it. Always. Oh, and the, it there's okay. one point in there where he says, "It's not said enough," or you know, but he just said, he goes, "The St. Saint Paul Saints changed baseball." Yeah. And and we never ever thought in those terms I mean, nobody nobody's trying to change anything we were just trying to have some fun and so but to hear that kind of on a on a big screen right. they screened it at Tribeca you know and the whole thing it was a big deal and everything and to hear somebody who you have no connection to say that and that made that into the thing I was, you know it, it kind of got to me I was like wow really right we changed baseball. I'm like, it, it, but then you walk away from it, and you're like, "No, we did. We did some fun stuff. We did some cool stuff." And you can look now at how the major and minor leagues operate, and how, versus how it was, you know, was happening 30 years ago, and you can see, okay, all right, maybe we moved the needle a little bit. And you that's, moved it a lot. I mean, <laughs> a lot. Baseball,
0: money. baseball is really a boring sport. It's a slow <laughs> sport. I mean, I love it, but if a lot of people don't love it because it is a slow, boring sport if If you don't really know it, all the intricacies that go on in a baseball game, you kind of lose it a little bit you <laughs> guys added just craziness to it I mean it's fun but well it was- the, the the fun thing about it was and this is
2: i you know so i I've, I've thought a little bit about it now, like going back why why how you know all did it happen and all this sort of stuff but um the the thing was and this was kind of the genius of how the office was put together when we we opened in St Paul with. In 1993, June 18th. I won't ever forget it. It was raining. I I think we played the game, but it wasn't rained out, but it was absolutely miserable. You know, we were going to get the game in, but it took like five hours and had four rain delays. We didn't have a tarp back then, if you can believe that. (laughs) So we're like squeegeeing off the infield. We had seven front office people like catering. I think that night we had like, I don't know, it was like not quite 5,000 fans in the place. And we had seven people... Two of which had actually worked in baseball before. Like everybody else was just fans. So there were two, Bill Fanning, the GM, and Mike had actually worked games. The rest of us had never worked (laughs) a game in our lives and didn't know what we were doing and 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 that's part of it is like we absolutely were just making shit up as we as we went. And if it was funny and made us laugh and felt like a good thing to do and fans might dig this or they might think it's fun, we just did it, you know? And and so I look back on that and that that was like a key thing is that front office was just kind of built with fans.
0: Well, that's, I mean, that kind of gets you to your whole story, right? As far as the Saints goes. I mean, you're a lawyer. You went to law school and you hitched your wagon. Two
2: states decided it was a good idea to admit me to the bar, but whatever.
0: (laughs) But you hitched your wagon, your professional wagon (laughs) to this eccentric (laughs) off the wall, crazy person that is just fun. Right. And just, I mean, the ideas that he came up with, you're like, I mean, that's a risky move. Uh, Yeah. I, I I just didn't,
2: I didn't think of it. I mean, I, I, I ended up in Minnesota completely on a lark because I, I graduated from law school. I went to law school in St. Louis that's where I'm from, I'm born and raised there. Uh, went, but I had gone to undergrad in Winona at St. Mary's. But then I went back and my real life was gonna start and I you know, went to law school. And I come out of law school, my last year in law school, my brother comes home, he was two years younger than me, we went to school together, played in bands and stuff. And it was Thanksgiving Friday of my third year in law school, my brother had already moved up to the Twin Cities, and he's like, he's like, dude, we're doing the band. He goes, you got to, he goes, don't do this law thing right now. He goes, come on up. He goes, we all played music together at school. He's like, we got, you know, all the guys are coming together, and he goes, we we don't have anybody playing drums. He's like, just do it. And I'm like, dude, I can't. I already got my office picked out. My (laughs) uncle, I was going to go, I was clerking and going to be employed by my uncle's law firm, big insurance defense firm, and I was going to be a litigator. And I'm like, I can't do that. Well... We ended up over on the east side, getting hammered. And when we came home, the birds were chirping. It was a really warm <laughs> night out for Thanksgiving Friday. And he'd convinced me, I'm like, okay, I'll I'll move to Minnesota and play drums in the band.
1: Because you're at the east side, you're on the east
2: side of Saint Paul. Well, we were on the east side of Saint Louis, but
1: oh, okay, well, east side, no matter what, it was a east little safer back then. Side, yeah, we were, well, yeah. <laughs> I
2: was east side. Yeah, but no, and, and and so the whole thing was a lark. I you know I moved up here on a on a lark to play drums in a band. So the the you know working for a you know, fledgling independent minor league baseball team that <laughs> seemed, seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. uh, so is, was Mike as as crazy as, as the show made him out to be? Is he... Uh... Oh, he's certifiable. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's just a lot of fun. The first time I actually met him, I talked to him on the phone. I wrote him a letter. Um, I was home with my daughter. She was really young. She was sick and couldn't go to daycare, so I was home with her, and... Uh, it was K Fan. It was the first year of K Fan, 1992 or 3, 1, maybe. I don't know. Whenever K Fan was, it yeah. was, and they had an afternoon program. And they had a guy named Miles Wolf on the radio who ended up being the founder of the Northern League, which was the league the Saints started in. And Miles was talking about this independent baseball thing in St. Paul. And I was like, damn, I was a big, huge baseball fan. Cardinals guy, the whole day. I'm, I'm like, man, that sounds like fun. And it's cool, but I didn't know where this – he was talking about the state. He had never aimed I don't think he'd been to St. Paul. But he he was talking about this stadium, and I never knew where it was. Had no idea. But I'm like, man, that sounds cool. That Sunday, my buddy, the singer in our band, is a big Packers guy, and we're driving over to Gabe's. He's like, let's go watch the Packers. I'm like, where the hell is Gabe's? Yeah. And we drive right by the stadium. I'm like, oh, shit, that's yeah. where they're doing the, the minor league team. So – but I, I didn't i didn't actually meet mike for about a year we were just kind of you know phone calling and and that kind of stuff but the first time i met him we 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 were hang hanging out on the railing at midway stadium watching the trains go by and he's smoking cigarettes and we talked about music for 2 hours we did not talk about baseball one time and i'm getting in the car and we had played Eau claire the night before my drums were in my car it's the exact same kit he played when he was in a road band in Maryland. Ludwig, um, butcher block, finish, the whole deal. And he's like, this is going to be great. And I'm like, what's going to be great? He goes, you're going to be great. This is going to be – I'm like, I'm going to be great at what?
1: <laughs> <Am I laughs> and he's like, no, name? no, this
2: is totally going to work. He goes, this is going to be really fun. And we, we did not talk about baseball once in two hours.
1: Oh, yeah. He loved you're a music guy. It was, yeah, we were just we, we
2: connected about music. That's all yeah. we, we talked about music. And so foundation, right? Yeah, that's, what, that's all it yeah. was. And, you know, it was – yeah.
1: Apparently he he and his wife bond, bonded over music as yeah. well. Yeah, so yeah, That's, that's in a, the doc. That was a, yeah.
2: absolutely and, and he's got an absolutely photographic memory. For a band can come on or you can mention a band or a song or a year and he just like bam 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 bam. Yeah, really fascinating. He's like a he's like a, a rolodex of well we don't have those anymore. What is he? He's like <laughs> an internet of music or something.
1: All right, while we're talking about music, uh, you're a drummer. Top, give us your top two or three drummers oh well you, i know where he's going
2: with oh, yeah, heard he's going, going neil of rush i mean yeah. that's he that guy's like my muse man i i, I he's he he was the man neil pert rush <clears throat> okay number one with a bullet with a big bullet uh a big keith moon guy okay yeah mm-hmm. love keith moon i'm more uh, I love Ringo. Like the older I get, you can appreciate Ringo. When you're like young and in a band and everything, you're like, "Oh, the Beatles aren't that cool." Blah blah blah. Now you, you like get a little older and you step back and like, "Damn, that guy was good." <laughs> he was. <laughs> so he's a hero. But yeah, I would say Neil Peart. Um, I could never play like him, but he mesmerizes me. He was um, Buddy Rich? Like I watched that guy. I'm like, that is not a human being. Doing that, he was—he's crazy. I'm not a jazz guy, but
1: well, what about the cow. guy from Def Leppard? He's got one arm. Could Rick you do Allen, that? Could you do Rick that? Allen,
2: uh, no, I could not do that. Funny story. So we did a, a tour of ballparks. Yeah, back in the I don't know early 2000s. The first year we did Bob Dylan and Willie Nelson. We did them about I don't know 25 or 30 ballparks. The second year, Bob and Willie wanted to do it again in 05, and the guys at Jam uh, Productions in Chicago put together a bill with Def Leppard and Brian Adams. <clears throat> and at the time, Def Leppard was playing casinos. I swear to, I swear <laughs> yeah, to God, they dude. were, yeah, they were playing sure casinos. They were. they were in super small venues, I loved them. I saw them their first tour on through the night with Ted Nugent and the Scorpions. My ears bled for like three weeks. <laughs> it was so cool because they were like 17, 18 year old kids from England, they yeah. were just like crazy. And, and Rick Allen, this was before he had his car accident where he lost his arm. He's a better drummer with one arm. I swear to God. Then no, he's <laughs> he was like seriously. no, I mean it. He, he, and I, I, I'm not trying to be funny when oh, I say right. that. But like he like completely like pulled his playing back and got to like the essence of who he is because he he was working with like limited capabilities. But yeah. the, anyway, I bring that up because he's one of the coolest guys ever. I you know you kind of get to hang around him a little bit or whatever. Yeah. And after every show, he'd have a, a tent set up backstage and he'd pull these at risk. Teenage boys in out of the show invite them to the show. And these are kids who'd been in and out of juvie. Every community he went to, he did this every single night. And he would sit around for an hour. And he was one of them when he was growing up. Oh, okay. wow. And he goes, music saved me. And he goes, you need to find what saves you. Because he would tell them, you know, you're not on the right road here, fellas. And he'd feed them, give them food. And they'd sit around and they'd just watch this guy do this massive show yeah. on stage, you know, playing to 15,000 people. To and it was the coolest thing. And he he was, like, religious about it. He just did it every night. And I was like, I asked him one time, I'm like... What do you guys do and he's like he's like man he goes it's it's the only reason to do this yeah right so I don't you even know?
0: want to tell my yeah. joke now what <laughs> no. do you know what has nine arms and socks no Def Leppard oh
1: <laughs> don't say that Def Leppard's nice dude
0: it's a good joke it's and they would appreciate joke. it I'm and I, I actually you. love Def Leppard too <laughs> I, I, I know s- I love Def you. Leppard yeah, Tesla awesome. is my favorite concert ever and then when you were with Mike
1: did you ever feel like I don't know I mean you guys i will a ton of promotions right a ton of crazy promotions i know you you both have come up with a a lot was there any like hesitancy with any of them like i don't know if we should do that mike or like because i know he's off the rail sometimes he came from the white Sox where they did the burn the disco records night <laughs> oh yeah people stormed the field watch the the documentary if you haven't seen it and i mean they talk a lot about like he's like god that kind of like ruined my father's legacy he was like so afraid of it but right. obviously he's done so well you guys have done so well to rebuild like
2: any kind of failures that you may have had yeah. was there
1: anything that you put on the table like this eh, shit we can't do that
2: that's kind of crazy uh you know it, it, this is a semi-serious answer to that question which I normally am opposed to but <laughs> it's um our our line basically is we tr- we don't do anything that's mean-spirited if it feels like it's mean-spirited and we've done some really edgy stuff and some biting stuff but I don't think we've ever done anything that's that's really mean. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Um,
0: Alabama what, had to disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely true. The
2: ain'ts. The ain'ts. <laughs> we can talk about that. That was no, but that, but, but. See, that wasn't that wasn't really mean spirited because there's a really very cool story. So about, tell that story. So it's a- okay. So uh, I was driving into work one day and it was like it was weather was crappy out and I'm I'm crawling into work. And you know, normally my drive's 20 minutes. It took me like an hour and a half to get to to get to Midway. And on the way, I'm driving, and of course we're going like you know, half a mile an hour for whatever, 20 miles. And I see this billboard come up, and it's about this uh, convention, the National Association or the World Association of Atheists is coming to Minneapolis this (laughs) summer. And they had a really funny ad that filed. I don't even remember the substance of the ad, but it was funny. So I came into work and I talked to one of our younger sales guys. I'm like, hey, go call it. There's probably gotta be some association with Minnesota atheists. I'm like, call them up. They're hosting this gigantic meeting. I'm like, see if we can get a group sale out of it or whatever. so he does. He calls them up, and he comes to my office later in the afternoon. He's like, yeah, I got a meeting with those guys. They sound sounds really fun. Well, the whole thing just sort of took off, and they wanted, ended up wanting to sponsor the night. And they did a group <laughs> of like 1,000 people or some people they, they brought out to the game and big party. It was a huge deal for us. But they were so cool about it and, and, and wanted to get involved in the promotion and the planning and all this other stuff. But then they started telling us all the crappy things that happened to atheists. Like, their kids get bullied at school, their houses get defaced, they lose their jobs, all, all because they don't believe in God. And we're like, well, fuck You're that, right. yeah. they're going to have a night, man, we're going to do this. <laughs> yeah. So we did it, and one of the upshots, uh, up, up, upshots of it was, we switched our uniforms around, and we took the the first S off of saints, and we were ain'ts. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it made it out there it kind of made some national news and stuff and hate mail the my god the hate mail was was flipping legendary so now
1: like, it's not like you guys were mean spirited people were being mean mean spirited about the saints yeah. and about the atheists and about yeah. the
2: atheists we're like yeah. Mike, who are these a holes you know that yeah. they're they're like so we like like took it on we're like all right we're we're doing this thing and it ended up being you know a, a great event they were really fun to work with we ended up doing something we probably did that like 3 or 4 years in a row um but it was it was it was really cool but the hate mail was like you you can do promotions about sex drugs rock and roll but man you better stay away from religion cuz the, the like the i mean they were going to do horrible things to us yeah and you know the you would think well i ask you this where where would you think the worst mail would come from i think south i think like texas oklahoma right got to be the bible belt right bible belt. totally ohio swear to god no like i i don't spend a lot of time in ohio and i will spend less because of that promotion because holy cow these were flamers coming out of ohio that the the stuff they were going to do to us after we were dead was was not very christian that's all i'm going to say it's
0: not very christian (laughs) yeah that was
2: that was a good one that was that was fun that one um, we got some national run for that one. So, that was, that was... and do you have uh, favorites
1: in your couple couple of top favorite? Oh, that's a, that's a favorite, obviously. That's a that's But, a like, huge but is there? Favorite. But is there other, like how about the ones where you kind of trolled the the team, the other teams, or things that happen
0: <laughs> in the whether it's the cities here or like we we things had that are happening. Well, pop back culture. in the
2: day, the Vikings were fertile ground for uh, promotion. <laughs> wasn't there. there like
0: one of the all time rec- best receivers? Didn't he have one? Oh yeah,
2: Randy. We had Randy Moss. I Hood think ornament. Night. To name, <laughs> say his Randy. name anymore. Randy thought it'd be a good idea to get baked and <laughs> splay himself on the top of a transit cop's hood of her car or whatever going down Nickelodeon. So you did
1: Randy Moss uh Hood Ornament Night.
2: Yeah. We got we got in a little well, it ended up working itself out, but we got in a little bit of hot water. His his agent was not at least I think he was amused, but he didn't sound like he it on the phone show when he called. Yeah, he couldn't. So he's reading us the Riot Act and He's going to put us out of business and we're going to get sued into the next month. And, you know, all this other stuff. And, um, but the, the, the funniest part of that conversation was, I mean, and he, he absolutely lit Derek and me up, like from a legal standpoint, he's, cause he talked to Derek first and Derek's like, he goes, can you get on this next call with this guy and just calm the F down? He goes, he goes, he's on fire. So I'm like, okay, so I'm making like the counterpoints to what he's making, you know, legally and all this other stuff. And Bottom line is they could have had us if they, if they wanted us, you know. Um, but the telltale was, and I'm not lying, we hung up the phone and we're like, okay, we averted disaster there. I don't think they're going to sue us. We are going to do the promotion. And the guy calls me up 10 minutes later and he's like, uh, yeah, he goes, uh, not for nothing. He goes, can you send three of those over? Randy, like a few copies. <laughs> That's fantastic. They are awesome. They are actual real hoard ornaments. You, you you could peel off the bottom and stick them on your
0: Oh, I want one. That's pretty good. I don't know if they exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but... eBay's got to have them. Yeah. That so was there's one.
1: Randy Moss hoard ornaments. There was the love boat. You guys oh, gave love boat. boats? a love boat was a
0: good one. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> they they did not care for us too much back in the day. The Vikings were <laughs> well,
0: They made their own bed. They did. And that's the they thing. I'm like easy. if you're
2: if you're the big kahuna and, you know, you do dumb stuff, you know, somebody's going to do something. Mhm. Somebody's gonna do
0: something. You stayed away from the really bad stuff they did. Yeah, yeah, we're not gonna make. Yeah, we're not, mean, make, yeah. But we're you not went making with the funny stuff. Yeah, you yeah. know,
1: I mean, somebody,
2: whatever. Yeah. What
1: about the Ontario Smith wizinator night? You guys
2: didn't want to do that? Did we? That <laughs> would have <laughs> been a good one. That would have been. I don't. Did we do something with? I can't remember. <laughs> probably Man. did. They're running. Maybe we did. We probably. Oh, we did. We might have at least at a minimum like
0: done a press release. I like or the. About the I like the the, the All Star Game tie. I think oh, that, I like the whole story, <laughs> was, about you send it out to you. Tell well, that one was, was
2: really cool because, and this is back in the day. So this was 90, I forget what year they tied the All Star Game. it was like, probably like, what, 96, 97, something around there. And, you know, we're all baseball fans. So we're, we go home after there was a saints game that night and we had one on, we had Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all Star game was on a Tuesday. Uh, we go home after our game, or we might have had an afternoon game. We all watch the All Star game, and we're like horrified that they're like, "Oh my god, they ended! Man. Major League Baseball ended a game in a tie." We're like, "That's that's you. You can do a lot of stuff to you know deface the game, but you don't end a game in a tie. We don't do ties in yeah, baseball. It's no. the one you can knock baseball all you want, but we don't end a game in a tie right. ever." So I come in the next morning. It's like seven o'clock, and Bill Fisher, our merch guy, and I are having coffee, and he. He says, uh, he goes, Whales. And I'm like, The game? I'm like, what the hell were they thinking? So we're, you know, kind of commiserating and throwing shade on major league baseball. And uh I'm like, We gotta do something, Fish. What can we do? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. What are we gonna do with ties? He's like, I, I gotta contract at Goodwill. I can get a bunch of ties. Do we wanna give away a bunch of top five hundred ties tonight? When we I'm like, Oh, all right, now we got something. And people are kind of filling into the office. So we get around and by eight o'clock kind of had this idea we're doing bud selig tie night that night and we're going to give away 500 we had to find an unflattering character of caricature of, of bud and get it screen printed on the tie and the bad ties we wanted bad ties and we're going to give them away at the game like all right uh so fish lines that all up he, he he's he got the ties he's got the screen guy we're we're off and running, and I was talking with our, our, some of our media folks, and we knew a guy named Darren Ravel, who's a, a noted like, sports business reporter now. He's like a big yeah, deal he's now. he's a big deal. But he was, he's like an ESPN reporter guy back then, and he, he would always say he loved us. And he'd be like, send me. You guys are doing something. He goes, give me first crack at something sometime. And he goes, I just love what you do. And I'm like, Okay. So I thought I'm like we should call Darren about this one. I'm like, oh hey Darren, just giving you a heads up. I don't know if you want to do anything with this. And he freaked. He's like, Oh my God, I gotta have one of those ties. And it's like ten in the morning. I'm like, what? He goes, Can you get a tie out here? I'm like, well, we're giving it away tonight. And I'm like, there's no way. He goes, get he goes, just can you find a way to get one of those? He goes, send me some ties. And he goes, I'll get it on Sports Center tonight. And I'm like, what? He goes, get me the ties. I'm like, all right. So we call around and Mike knew two buddies of his were um, baggage guys at Northwest Airlines at the time. So I called Farrell up and I'm like, Farrell, do you know anybody? And he's like, yeah, yeah, what do you need? And I tell him, he's like, okay, give me a couple minutes. He calls me right back. He goes, yeah. He goes, there's a flight, uh, leaves here at one, lands at LaGuardia at four. And uh, he goes, get the ties out to me by noon. And he goes, I'll get them to the pilot and, and the guy can just come meet us at the plane and he'll give him the ties. I'm like, you're kidding me. He's like, nope. So we run out to the airport. I find Farrell. He gets the ties to the pilot. Uh, ESPN guy meets the pilot at the gate because you could go. That was the day where you could go. You know, you could go to the plane when you, you know, just meeting somebody, and it was on SportsCenter that night.
0: That's <laughs> incredible.
2: I was like, "What the hell? <laughs> right. How that?" And you can't do that now. Like that, that would never, for a bunch of reasons, right? It would never happen again. But yeah, it, it happened. It was nuts. God, that's fantastic.
1: All right, let's talk about two sponsors that you're not going to get your hands on because they're our sponsors. <laughs> uh, And they do make apparel, great apparel. And one is Chill Boys because Chill Boys makes life-changing underwear. I don't know if you've tried them, Tom, but they are life-changing bamboo boxers and briefs. They're made out of this material that I don't know how they do it, but they keep you cool where it counts. They keep the boys real chill downstairs. And I'll tell you what, in the last couple of days, it's been like 80, 85 degrees. I don't know why in late September, October. And I really count on my chill boys. If you're golf, check out these chill boys' underwear. If you're playing baseball, check out the chill boys' underwear. If you're on the boat, check out these chill boys' underwear. Because chill boys, it's like menthol for your man parts. And I don't know what they do. <laughs> Unbelievable. Check out chillboys.com. Right, that'll
2: be the most action I've had in months. So I'll, <laughs> no.
1: The other is Unreal. That's right where well, I'm wearing it today. Bobby, you got your Unreal shirt I on. Got my Unreal on. Unreal. It's unreal.co. Check out unreal.co. Because Unreal makes. Uh, great apparel for every type of athlete, whether you're the softball playing type, whether you're the super jock, whether you're the fat dad like me. They've got the best gear that makes you look cool all season long. Um, and Unreal was started by a guy who just had 300 bucks in a dream to make uh, the best apparel and sports gear um, out there. So check out Unreal.co and if you mention pull tab sports, you get 15% off your, off your next order. That's uh, Unreal.co um, and you put in pull tab fifteen on the website, you get pull, uh, you get fifteen percent off your uh, next order. So on they do our they do our staff shirts. They're great. I was I,
2: la- I was laughing Derek Derek the other day because people ask us all the time. Like they see the logo, we have it up on the on the shoulder kind of deal. Yeah. Oh my God, you guys have a deal with Unreal? And Derek's like, Yeah, we have a deal with Unreal. We give them money and they give us shirts. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so called the, the deal. The Unreal bro. guys are listening. We, we, let's do a deal. Come on.
1: Yeah, that's, let's called, it. that's called the that's deal. That's funny. <laughs> okay, so something else we do on this podcast, Tom, you're going to like it. I think you're going to like it, is we do Bobby's Bar Review. And uh, Bobby reviews his favorite bar um, of the week or the last two weeks, and it's kind of a hit. It's kind of a big hit. Bobby did a video, and uh, I think it was our highest-rated video out there on Instagram, so check out our Instagram, our Twitter, our Everybody likes when I
0: drink, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody except your wife. Everybody but my wife. (laughs) You're you're much more interesting when you drink. Oh, yeah. All right, Bobby's bar review. Where'd you go? We are going to go with the halftime rack. (laughs) Halftime rack. Because it was close to your stadium. It was close you know, to midway.
2: Yeah, yes. cool. still there, still yep. there. Yeah, when you're done, I'm gonna have a very funny halftime wreck.
0: And oh, I, I, I love the halftime rack. And it's kind of funny. I'm, you know, I'm Irish, so I go there. Well, <laughs> I would go there on St. Patrick's Day, and you'd play bocce ball down in the basement oh, yeah. with yes. the sand. Uh, you know, the the dirt floors, and but they do have touch tunes. They do have golden tea. They that, do have pull tabs. They do. Yeah, that's At our everything. go-to. Tom does that. They got everything. That's a touch trifecta. tunes,
1: pull tabs. What was the last thing? Golden tea. Golden they tea. Got, the, they yeah. got the trifecta. They got the trifecta. Okay, so that's bonus points. Drinks are strong. JMO gingers. J-Mo gingers oh, yeah. are very nice. Or a, or like a Guinness and a what? What's the like the half and, and half and drink? Tan. Black and tan. Yeah. No, the I Irish Car Bomb. I'm not,
0: I'm not a big fan of that. I would rather have a Irish Car Bomb than a Black and Tan. <laughs> All right. But uh, you know, so the drinks are strong. So I'd say. 8.7. On the what? Drinks? On the drinks. Okay. Yeah. Drinks are 8.7. The atmosphere, oh, it's a little dicey at times in there. So it's kind of all over the place. I don't have a problem with it, but I think other people might, uh, might get a little thrown off. But if by you want to go
1: to a gritty Irish bar, it's got a good atmosphere. Well, that's, like, it's yeah. It's not like yeah, date mean, night material, but...
0: Well, you're not going to find many Conor McGregor's in there, but uh, it's a good spot. You can take most of them. You can yeah. take most of them. I've okay, seen. So. But
2: I, I would. I, I don't. It, it's an absolute stop on St. Paddy's Day for. Yeah, me. absolutely. Yes.
0: So I, I'd say atmosphere. I'd say eight point five. Okay, 8.5, 8. Now we're going service. Service, you know, I've only been in there a few times in the last year or so, too. Um so the service has been pretty solid, you okay. know. So I'd say They didn't kick you out, so no, that's No, they didn't. Well, it's be tough to kick somebody out of that place. Yeah, right. I think you got to get really with wrecked. the last name you like Finn. Get really wrecked for that. Okay. So I'd say uh the service is probably at 8 9. Going above 8, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And then do they have food? They do. I just okay. had a burger from there uh wow. not too long ago and and the burger was really good. So I'd say uh you know, I don't know what else they have, but sounded it's, on a, it's they probably got fish good. and chips. Somebody told me sh- Smack Shack was part of that. Well, I, I don't think really, so. yeah. But I had not heard that. Um, so I'd say food is is probably eight seven. Okay,
1: so yeah. all in all, I'm guessing we're at like a eight five plus bonus points for plus the trifecta. Plus bonus the
0: trifecta, so you're at an eight nine. Yeah,
1: we're yeah, high. We're, yeah, high Tom, eights. what do you think? Has of? anybody
2: ever gotten below an eight? Not if they have
1: alcohol,
0: Bobby's like, <laughs> I love it. No, it's been great. That's what everybody says. Every bar is awesome. Oh yeah, why wouldn't I it? love this bar? <laughs> you want to
1: Bobby's bar review? He's freaking going
0: lit. So what's your story about the halftime? Uh, it was very funny. So uh, I was
2: probably um, early two thousands. I was gone from the Saints for four years, and I came back, and I don't know. It was probably two thousand three, four, whatever. And Bill Murray happened to be at a game. And we, my spot to sit was the press box at Midway had like this concrete ledge. And then it was a few feet before the next seat. So that's where I would watch. We, it wasn't like a ticketed spot or whatever. And that was the only place to watch. And it was right behind home plate. And it was a good spot. So Bill was sitting in the row in front with some friends sitting back there. And we're kind of chatting back and forth. And he's like, oh, yeah. He goes, we got, we're supposed to go to this bar after the game down the street. And I was like, down the street? He goes, yeah, yeah. They say it's down that way. And I'm like, Gabe's? He's like, no, 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 I know Gabe's. And he, he goes, no, it's not Gabe's. It's down, down the way. He goes, I don't know. They got like $5 pitchers and jukebox. <laughs> and, and I'm like, Where the hell? Anyway, I figure out his halftime record. My like, halftime record. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm like, Bill, I'm like, that's, that's a like dive of dive Shady, bars. Enough. I mean, it's fun. And he goes, yeah, yeah, no, that's where we're going. I'm like, well, I was, I was worried he was going to get you know, harangued and yeah, all that yeah. stuff and all that. He's like, no, 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 we're going to go. He goes, the, the, he goes, uh, and they got bocce down in the basement or something? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, yeah, yeah we're, we're, that's yeah, yeah, where we're going. So we go there. He sits there for three hours, has a blast. Not too many people bug him. And he's like, that's what I love about Minnesota. Everybody was like, coming by going, thanks for doing the Saints, Bill. Awesome to see you, Bill. They might, you know, like five people might have asked for a picture. I mean, yeah. he loved it. He was not, not being bothered at all. So we go to leave, and. Uh, He's like, uh, he had a rent a car and, and uh, Annie and I are standing there and he said, uh, how do I get down to the St. Paul Hotel? So I start to tell him he's pointed east. So I start to tell him go down this way. And then I remember they have that effed up intersection. I forget where it is. It's like front street. Oh, yeah. And front it's like a, looks like a, yeah. a five pointed star. Right this there. thing's just a mess. Yeah. A and so uh, in, with your atheist night, yeah, exactly. It was <laughs> <laughs> the pentagraph. Um, so he, I, I, I start to tell him that and I'm like, no, no, no. I said, you know what? There's a really screwed up intersection. And if you take the wrong turn, you get in the wrong side of town and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I said, do this. I said, turn around go back to Lexington, hang a left, you'll hit 94, and once you hit 94 east, you, you'll know. And he goes, hey, I, I got that. He goes, but why wouldn't I go that way? He goes, isn't that shorter? I got to go back this way? And I'm like, yeah, but you won't get lost. And just, just do Trust that. This. It's okay. Gets in his car, drives east. And I'm like, <laughs> and Annie and are like, all right, we did all we, we could tried. do. The next morning, I'm in the office at 7 o'clock, and there's a knock on the door. We weren't even really open yet. And I walk out there and there's two uniformed St. Paul cops, like, stands there. I'm like, fuck, what happened? I thought it was, like, one of our players got into a fight or, you know, something. And I'm like, hey, guys, what's up? How can I – like, we're so sorry, Tom. And I'm like, what? Well, can we come in for a second? I'm like, yeah. So they go in, well, they're like, well, uh, a a couple guys in the squad saw this car driving around lost, and you know the area, right, like uh, east of front? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, we just figured there. I'm like, oh shit, they pulled Bill over. <laughs> <laughs> they thought he was trolling for hookers. And. <laughs> <laughs> and they had him up on the hood. This is the cops oh, telling Jesus. me. So this like, we had him up on the hood, and we were going to take him downtown. And he said, officer, can I please take off my hat? And he took off his hat, and they're like, oh, my God, it's Bill Murray. <laughs> and they're like, we're really, really sorry. We didn't know it was him. And they're completely apologizing for the, for this. And they're like, it's, it's, it's all good. Like, we, we we escorted him right down to the front door of the St. Paul and you know, it's fine, but uh we're really sorry about this. I was <laughs> like, oh my god.
1: I <laughs> love it. God. And we here, we're gonna ask you, like, give us some Bill Mur- give us something oh, on yeah, Bill yeah. Murray, and that's perfect.
2: <laughs> yeah, that is. Oh, great. Yeah, the one at White Bear Yacht Club with the golf clubs, that was fun too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's that might be good. I'm Bill Murray golfing at White Bear Yacht Club. It, tell the story you told us earlier before we met. So you went golfing with Bill Murray at White Bear Yacht Club.
2: Yes. Only time I've ever golfed at White Bear. And we get out there and you know, Bill didn't have any clubs, so he he rents clubs or whatever. And he gets out there and proceeds, for those of the uninitiated, it's a tough course. Like, you, there's, you cannot stand at one tee box and see the pin or whatever. I mean, it's just blind approaches after blind approaches. And he gets out there and plays the round of his life. I mean, he's on, he's on absolute fire. He gets, we get back to the clubhouse after the round, walks in, and the, the pro had, you know, told people, hey, Bill's playing. So there's a few people standing around waiting for Bill to come in. And uh, he's like, well, Bill, how was the round? It was like i had an absolute great time what a gorgeous course it's in great shape i want those clubs and he goes what he goes yeah i, I he goes i i want to buy those clubs and and the pro was like oh okay he goes a great Bill." he goes yeah that's a great set of clubs he goes let me get an order written up he goes It'll probably take a week or two to get them out to you if you haven't and he goes no no, no no i want those clubs and he's like what he goes those clubs right there i want to buy those he's like well bill those are renters and he's like i i, I want the clubs Renner. Guy's like, okay. So he writes up the order and sells Bill to Clubs and Bill's like, I want the bag too. <laughs> like, and the guy turns the pro turns the bag around. And it's got rentals stenciled on the side of the bag. <laughs> and he goes, "But Bill, it's it's." He goes, "Yeah, I know. I'm paying Pebble Beach in a couple weeks." He goes, "I got to have this with me." Oh my god! I want to want everybody know that I've got rentals. <laughs> yes. he, and he and he brought it. To oh, Pebble. yeah, absolutely. I'm sure he did. I'm yeah. sure he did. Oh yeah, god, <laughs> and
1: he probably played well with them, <laughs> he and he got it. he had the rental on <laughs> the side, so he got the whole uh, notoriety the the with laugh, him. Yeah, the
0: Bill Murray laugh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: absolutely. Uh, so he was so really an owner. He was really. Part owner,
0: oh yeah, and he yeah. he he was into it,
2: yeah, or is into it. You know, he still owns the team down in in Charleston, and he gets, he's he's always got ideas on you know promotions and marketing and different things we should be doing. He's a, super engaged. He's a baseball fan, yeah, and you know, he'll so, he'll tell you he's like the most fun you can have at a baseball game on the planet is is in St. Paul. You just love great. Loved I mean, what about loved the it.
0: the new the new craze, right? The Savannah Bananas. Yeah, and you
2: yeah. know, here's my thing, I. I what they're doing, I love. I love that they're pushing boundaries. They're they're pushing limits. They're they're making. But they're the globetrotters,
0: right? They are. They I are mean, because you. I don't think you're supposed to beat them. They do lose though. They do. Like in okay. fairness,
2: yeah. They they have a you know the, they're Washington Generals. of This team called the Party Animals, mm-hmm. and they are out there playing to win. And they don't they don't win every game they play. You know, it's not like a globetrotters thing. Um, for my taste, they screw around too much with the rules, which makes it a little difficult yeah, for me. I've seen, I haven't seen them in person, so it's not fair. But, um, but I, you can't deny they're a, they're a force. I mean, they played Cooperstown, they're, they got a thing in the Hall of Fame, and people love them. And the fact that they're getting people who wouldn't give baseball the time of day involved, and at least at some semblance of a baseball game, as you know, the rest of us know it, is good. That's a that's
0: an awesome thing.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I you know, I'm I, I, I love what they're doing, full marks to them.
0: you, well, you of, guys paved the way for that. the set. Yeah. Absolutely. Well absolutely. Yeah. Um I mean, obviously Bill and Mike and you Jesse know.
2: Jesse will founded the team. he'll he'll tell you that. I mean he he would say he's a he's a he's a Mike Vec disciple. He's like, you know, the stuff you guys did was was trailblazing and um and he's like it paved the way for what we're doing. So yeah, he's a he's a he's a fan. Well, that's cool. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah.
1: Have you ever looked at any of your promotions? Are like, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> what what is that? Like, why are we doing this? Yeah, there's
2: a there's a, there's a couple that stick out. Like, we, we had we had a run there between like the Randy Moss hood ornament night and the Love Boat, and then uh, oh, the, what the Congressman we did, or the Senator or whatever. Oh oh yeah, that. Oh, okay, that's a good story. The the uh, Bobblefoot. Um, we had a run there for a few years that was that was pretty good, and we might have got a little full of ourselves internally. I, we never did externally, hopefully, but internally we might have thought, like, yeah, 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 let's we're good. And we had an idea. It was the two, I think it was the two hundred fiftieth anniversary of Darwin's Origin of Species, and this is where we learned like you, you can't overthink these things. You can <laughs> you can take it too far away because we've always respected Saints fans like they get. They're, they do function at a very high, fun, intellectual level. They get the gags that, that we're doing, um, but we might have, reached a little too far so it was the 250th anniversary we thought we'd do a bobblehead that was like charles darwin on one side and the head would spin around and it was cro-magnon man (laughs) and we thought we were geniuses we're like oh my god this thing's going national it's unbelievable 250 like who's read origin of species when you really get down to it not a lot of people nobody on our
1: Um, none of our listeners
2: and a few people might know who charles darwin is but that's when we got over our skis and, and it at 110% bombed. It was the dumbest thing we ever did. <laughs> so we keep a cop. We keep a bobblehead there just to remind us how stupid we can be that's, at times. So. I can love it. Got the limits,
0: right? <laughs> I love it. Got the limits.
2: Oh, God. Great
1: stories. Um, all right. I got a question for you. Uh, what former player would you love to sit down and have a beer with these days? Because you had some really, like, cool, talented, uh Your boy, special... J.D. Drew, St. Louis boy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he ended up with the Cardinals. That that was fun. I, um, Walt Jockety and all those guys came up to woo him one time, and I hung out with Gabe's. You know, and this is like major league guys. They come into town, and they we're going to meet JD after the game at, and we did, and it was about an eight minute meeting because JD didn't drink. He read his Bible and fished, and it was an awesome. So he awesome didn't like Ain't Stay. <laughs> uh, he would not have been supportive of Ain't Stay. <laughs> Fortunately, that came after his time with us. Um, but he was a great. He was a great kid. Giggles at Gabe's got that's him a got him like this old player. beat up Cadillac to get it right. Yeah, he was. He was a force. Um the sound when the ball came off his bat, that, that's all right. See, this is why my five minute attention span's veering off. So oh, that's good. Hold that hold, hold the thought we just it. had. But um the sound when it the when the ball came off his bat, and same with strawberry and a lot of the big league guys is just so different. I'll drop a name here. My, one of my childhood heroes was Lou Brock, and he was doing uh, – he came into St. Paul. What, 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 I watched about six innings of a Saints game with him in our sunroom suite we had out in right field. Lou was in a suit, man. He was always like the classiest dude, and he was in town doing uh, – he was pimping like a diabetes drug because he had diabetes. And uh, we sat in that sunroom, just him and I, and watched the game. And I don't know how we got around to the subject, and uh, he was asking about Daryl. And he said, what was it like having Daryl here? He goes, he was quite a player. And I said, yeah. And I told him the story, like, you'd be, you'd be, like, at Midway, all the work you had to do was kind of behind the, the stands. And you, so while you're getting ready for the game, you can't see the field at all. But you could hear, like, batting practice going on or whatever, and you're running around getting stuff ready. And when Daryl came up and, and got in the cage, Like the sound changed. It was the weirdest freaking thing. Like you, it was just the sound. And so Lou and I were talking about that, and he's like, "Man," he goes, "I never thought about that." He goes, "Yeah," he goes, "I can think about it now." He goes, "Willie Stargell, Al Oliver," and he starts going through all these players, and he goes, "But the biggest one, Josh Gibson." And I'm like, "Holy cow!" This dude played with Josh Gibson. He goes, "Man," he goes, "When he goes, it was like a cannon going off when Josh hit that ball." And it was the coolest right. conversation, but that's what I remember about Daryl is batting practice. It's crazy. I mean he hit some immense bombs, but see, all right, I'm I'm good here. I I, I haven't had too much of no, this you, you, stilly uh, peach. I'm I'm remembering where we were. Yeah. Um I, I would say the poster boy for independent ball and the guy who's been the most fun and he's been so good to us is is Kevin Millar. Kevin Millar and I would hang out with Kevin any Day of the week. He's the most real guy. After I left the Rays, was in the with the Rays for two years. I stayed in Florida for two more years. And one of Mike's buddies is Dave Dombrowski, who's now the runs the Phillies. But he was running the Marlins at the time, and he he was the president of the team. He wasn't just running the base, so he just needed some help with marketing. And Mike and I were both in Florida at the time, so we, you know, we go to Miami once a month and you know consult with him. And we're there one time and. Uh, Sammy Sosa was was with the Cubs and in town, and I, I, we walk out onto the field for BP, and there's Kevin who was playing with the Marlins at the time, and he's got his arms up on the bar of the batting cage, and he's just sitting there watching Sammy just crush That's batting right. practice bombs like 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 a ten year old. He's sitting there, so I kind of wind up next to him, you know, and I got my arms on the cage or whatever, and he looks over at me and he's like, what? He goes, "What the hell are you doing here?" And I'm like, Kevin, the real question is, "What the hell are you doing here?" And he's like, "Dude, I know." He goes, every morning I wake up and I'm like, this and he's like grabbing his face. He's like, This should, I should not be here. And so he he's got his Marlins BP jersey on and he opens it up and he's got a Saints t-shirt underneath. No way. I'm like, get the hell out of here. I'm like, where? He goes, yeah, Annie sends me 10 of them every year. My our buddy Annie, she was she was she was a little sweet on Kevin. She would send him 10 just regular old Saints workout t-shirts. And he goes, Every game I play I got a Saints t shirt wow. on underneath. He goes he goes, I was he goes, dude, I was this close to quitting. And he's like, if it wasn't for the Saints, he goes, I had no way I'm standing here. And this is before the World Series. Right. This is be- way before all the really good stuff that happened to him. And he's just the most real That's so cool. Guy. He's like, dude, I should have been like coaching high school baseball. Mm-hmm. Right. He said, But I but I wasn't because of the Saints. And he's like, and um here I am. Yeah, one a world career. Series. World Series, and yeah. he arguably, the Red Sox were were before he got that walk against the Yankees when they're yeah. down three nothing and whatever it was eighth yeah. or 9th, They they were dead. Yeah, right. And he had the whole cowboy up thing or whatever yeah. and all that, and and he's just a he's just a prince man. He's just. That's so so cool. cool. He's great.
1: Strawberry says something similar about the Saints, right? Like his career was over. He didn't want to play baseball anymore. Listen
2: the doc.
0: It's even deeper though, right?
2: Yeah. He was like, Like, he's like, I I didn't really, he goes, I certainly didn't care about baseball. And he goes, honestly, I, I didn't really care about living anymore. He goes, that's how low I was. And he said, but you know, I, my agent told me, he goes, no, you need, you need to go out here and, and try this. You need to keep playing. That's what you're born to do. And so he did, but he had no interest in doing it. I mean, he had none, but he came here and he'll, you know, if he was sitting here today, he'd tell you, he goes, I, I'm still here because of the St. Saint Paul Saints and St. Saint Paul. And he goes, the way the community embraced me and the love they showed me and, and all of that, he goes, it's, he goes, I had no idea. He goes, I never had fun playing baseball. He goes, when I was a little kid, he goes, but then you get good and you have all these expectations. I'm 18 years old. I'm in New York City, and he goes, "It's not fun." Mm-hmm. He goes, "It's just expectation after expectation," and he goes, "It's heady, mm-hmm. you know, because it's it's you know it's it's big leagues and all that stuff, and you know, you're flying on charters." And he goes, "I'm a 19." He goes, "But I never had fun."
0: They right. set those two up to fail. Yeah, I mean that I they absolutely. Mean, Dwight did. Gooden and Daryl yep. Strawberry. Yep. You can't just take somebody yep. and do a that. lot of the
2: Mets guys like Keith yep. Darling and and um, Ron yep. Darling Ron and Darling. Keith yep. Hernandez yep. will yep. say. We did not do right by those kids. Right, they, we were all caught up in the New York thing, and we were adults and could handle it, and nobody sat them down. Right, that's yeah. too bad. Cause it anyway. really is, and both of them, you know, suffered. I think you know because well, yeah. of it. It's,
0: I mean, Gooden was my favorite pitcher.
2: I yeah, mean, he I was mean, it's it it guys all crazy. world. Yeah, and the same with Daryl. I mean, Daryl just... should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, he, he can't be because he didn't he didn't play long enough or didn't have the. But I mean, I, I mean, right jeez yeah, it it makes you crazy but but to to hear him kind of come full circle with that and how St. Paul's sort of at the at the heart of that is really
0: really cool that is cool i mean cuz they did embrace him i mean everybody loved him because of who he was but i think once you get to know that person I, I, he was he was a human being, yeah, with a good heart, yeah, and he was just set up kind of to fail, yeah. I mean, really, he, he absolutely. I kind mean, of feel up. like we're setting Bobby up to fail being on this podcast because <laughs> it's a lot. The the notoriety, the celebrity, oh.
1: the drinking is is going down a slippery slope, <laughs> right. yeah, real I, I, yeah. quick. I uh, maybe I'll, we should set him down after this podcast. I feel okay, like, you know what I love about the Saints? You talk about whether it's Malar or Strawberry or you know. Isla Borders, the first female mm-hmm. pitcher, the the guy who befriended Strawberry with the guy no, born with no legs. Oh, who, Dave Stevens. Yeah, yeah. Dave yeah. Stevens. Like unbelievable. Like great stories. So my question, to add on to that, is do you feel like now that they they become a Twins affiliate, a Triple A team, they're going to lose some of that you know that excitement and that and that you know fun and that kind of crazy atmosphere that it's like eh, we need to get more serious now. These are professional baseball players.
2: Well, for, for sure. I mean, you can't. We don't, you know, in the in the office there We don't control the, you know, the players anymore mm-hmm. We They used to be, we, we could, you know, make Like Dave Brooks says, I make the rules, I break the rules we, You know, we we could break rules We can't do that in, anymore So that part of it, yes I, I don't think you're going to see You won't see Kevin Millar come back to hit a home run Sure You know, you won't see a woman pitch for us You know, well, I shouldn't say that you, I think at some point a woman is going to pitch in the big leagues But it's not it certainly isn't on the horizon. So, yeah. And, and, and that part is, so you just have to find it in other places. Yeah. You know, you, ha- you have to keep your your edge. That's the, the the biggest thing is, that's what that's what we are. I mean, we we acknowledge from the very start, we're not the best baseball in the Twin Cities. When you do that, you go over to Target Field. They're the greatest players. I love baseball. I go over there a lot. Watch yeah. the Twins. It's great baseball. Right. The best. Um, we're not that. And we'll never be that. So, you, you just got to find a a place where you can have impact with the promotions and keep your edge and stay relevant and and keep people talking about you keep them entertained um but yeah it's it's definitely harder there's no question i mm-hmm. mean major league baseball is a multi billion dollar corporation and they act like it but you know I, i'm not on some great people there i'm not i'm not throwing stones sure. but right. but it that's what it is it's business yeah it's you know it's big big business right so but you'll
1: continue to do your promotions. Continue to do the fun oh, stuff. Yeah. Continue to do the the back rubs with uh, sister Rosalyn. Is that her name? Well, no, Roz's is,
2: Roz is in retirement now. Yes. We had that was that was she was man. Well, she's in the documentary too, and, and yeah. she's just unbelievable. She's just an ace. And this is this is a true story. Roz is the ultimate ham. Like she she is. Bill Murray called her that. And he's like the first time he met her. He's like, oh my god, what a ham. <laughs> like he said, he meant it in a good way. And this is no lie. So her one of her. My brother's in uh, Holy Spirit Parish in St. Paul, and uh, Father Dan Haugen, who was the pastor there until recently, is kind of, like, Dan would bring her to the Saints games and stuff, and I see Dan regularly, and he's a, he's a wonderful, wonderful man. But he was telling me the other day, he goes, they, they moved sister into kind of an assisted living thing now, and he said, I was over there, and he goes, you know, she's, she's getting up there, and he said, I, I leaned down, and uh, I said, uh, I said, sister, how, how are you doing? And she said oh, I I I am I'm I'm good father Dan I'm good. She said you know my uh the the people in in the uh she calls it the home. She goes the people in the home here are asking me about my movie. Is it out yet? <laughs> my movie. That's yeah. what she said. She's like my movie. That's you know? fantastic. So that's that's how she looks at this this, this you know. Saint a yeah. second chance. It's like her movie is, is uh, my movie. Is it out yet? She's a saint. She's definitely a saint. She's so cool. Uh, so <laughs> that, that is right. awesome. Absolutely. But yeah, no, we it was. Uh, it's 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 it gets harder. Yeah. You know? Right. It's just and it's it's good. Well, I think we're all up for the challenge. Um, we did one this year that we kind of snuck by them because they they want to know all your like what you're doing oh, yeah. all the time, you know, and that that even though it's not like they're not canceling anything necessarily. The fact that they can cool. you send us the schedule and then they'll have little comments like we wanted to do artsy fartsy night. It's lower town. It's arts community. Yeah. And they, they came back and they're like, yeah, we don't think you should use the word fartsy. <laughs> I'm like, you know, and it's like a it's like a 26 year old kid at Major League Baseball going. Yeah, really? I don't I, I don't know if they should use the word fartsy in lower town. We're like, oh, for the love of God, we've been doing this thirty years, okay? Yeah, just right. we're fine, right? Mm-hmm. But they, it's kind of what they do. But we we snuck uh, on April twentieth. We let folks in at four twenty, and they could come in. And when you if you came in early for batting practice, you got a free Twinkie <laughs> <laughs> or a bag of nachos. <laughs> <laughs> for the munchies.
1: You got your munchie fix. They didn't catch that one, so we yeah, just kind of right. slid that's that great. one by. Oh, yeah. that's
0: so funny. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Bobby? I don't know. What other sports do you like?
2: Oh, a couple. I, I'm a, Before I was ever a baseball fan, I was a hockey fan. Really? Big blues guy. Interesting. Dan Kelly was the announcer for the blues back then, and that guy made more hockey fans it's actually a pretty good hockey town i mean oh, it's it doesn't a great town and it's it's gotten to really kind of like there's players that come out of there now right but like it's it's still i was i was just down there it's not a it's not a sanctioned sport in high school they're all they're all club teams all club teams. Sure. um, yeah, um right. but yeah my the high school i went to cbc was a pretty good was it was a really good school but i, I love 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 hockey oh, that's cool so, so now that you're
1: Minnesota's you're getting out of the saints you sold out um, sell out <laughs> um, <laughs> <state sighs> maybe you minute. go hockey next what what's the next sport you go to uh, like, i don't know man, i'm, I'm still
2: i'm good here like okay. i' having i 'm really having fun um, with uh, with this new ownership group because it's it 's radically different than what i 've been used to. I mean we had twenty five employees or whatever, and these guys are big big, big, so we 're talking about doing some fun things. One of the things we're working toward is trying to we want to put a ferris wheel up in chs field like one of those really cool ones like think and if you've ever been to vegas they have the high roller out there yeah. it's like 600 foot tall yeah we're not going to do 600 feet but we want to do like a big like navy pier has one yeah. st louis at the that's train great. station has one that's we're gonna great. do something really cool that's like makes a statement so there's little things we can still do i think that are going to be be fun and impactful in the in the community so now I'm not I'm not going anywhere it's it's All good right. but it's uh yeah I don't own them anymore
0: so it's still work there though We're still, still got some influence still yeah, work a lot there. of influence yeah. a lot it's of influence. diminishing
2: though along with my hairline <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well we got to get to that studio or that the man cave and see that drum oh yeah
2: and... that was fun it it's good it's a storage room inside a storage room yeah you guys got to come down keep we'll drumming there. keep playing we got a bar we, we got a band we got a pool we got a pond Pond is good for us.
0: That's good. Also, it's, it's, I mean, I appreciate you coming down. I mean, we've been talking about this for a little while, but glad it all worked out. Glad we beat, uh, beat got you on before Garrity took
1: you. <laughs> yeah, everybody at Pull Tab Sports was uh, fighting to get you on, and oh, man. Bobby Finn knows everyone <laughs> yeah. got you in first. Right on. No, That's this right. is fun,
2: man. You yeah. guys are a riot. Yeah, and we the, appreciate it. The you. podcast is awesome. It's just cool as hell. Like, the sponsors you've got, you know, are just – it's it's really fun. And and it, it, there's a uh, – like I'm I'm older, so I like the whole podcast thing is like totally new to me. Right. So I'm just I'm just last five years been getting into it, but it's yeah. it's cool and you guys do an awesome job and you're a ton of fun. Well we we appreciate you coming on and uh Well I'm looking at can I talk about the the you know the, the yeah. Bible up there on the yeah, wall, our, the ten uh, things. Yeah, you can do anything. Ten you commandments you want. You on that? the wall. That's that's awesome. Yeah. And it's it's so true. Like so much of that stuff I'm looking and I I identify with it because of the, the saints are 110% everything you guys are. You know, like, look, you know, vanilla is not on the menu.
0: Right.
2: Thank you. Yeah. My God, we're going to be dead in a few years. So just, you know. Enjoy. And not everyone's creative, but everyone is creative. But, but, you know, we have our groundskeeper and our business manager. Everybody, the the ops guy, is in promo meetings. Because everybody has, like, a different weird outlook on
0: life, you sure. know. And yeah, everybody absolutely.
2: Everybody is then
0: you feed off of it too yes. right? that's that's yeah. how you come up yeah with that so stuff.
1: there's kind of rules on the wall here at pull tab sports around uh kind of the belief system which is awesome there's 10 of them and everything from family first to dreamers who do and vanilla isn't on the menu and nobody's better than we are video makes the world go around little things matter so it's stuff like that that just kind of like builds a culture and tells you like yes. hey
2: 110 let's, let's a- yeah. it's 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 so awesome so i yeah. want to thank you guys for giving us a little time and to be on here and it's super fun and whatever we can do to help, you know, down the line we're well, we're here and we want right, to do it.
1: Appreciate it. This is a St. Paul podcast, right? It Bobby, says, this yeah, is Bobby's boom.
0: Saints would look really good in the background. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: east side mentality. See Paul about that. saints.
0: Keep it. East side. Keep it. East side. <laughs> That's right, baby. But Hey, thanks again, Tom. Appreciate it. Thank thanks you. for listening everyone. We can be heard on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and other platforms. You watch your podcast, please like, and subscribe. Tell a friend about us. Last of all, just like we learned on the East Side, work hard. Don't be afraid to get your hands dirty and tell it like it is. Help your neighbors. Try to contribute in a positive way. Smile, laugh, be a good person. And unlike Phil Cuzzy, we still got Phil Cuzzy on here. Unlike Phil Cuzzy. Unlike Phil Cuzzy, don't be a dick. (laughs) (laughs) We are out. We're out. Don't be a dick. Three days, some I don't know. It takes a little more than what you show. And as yesterday. Yeah, yes.